0: What's up TCK Podders? Happy week six. Sky here rolling solo as I always do on Tuesday's recap in the week five action team by team listing my ballers and stallers for the week. Make sure to email us your fantasy questions at our new email address tckpod at gmail.com and or shoot us a DM on Instagram at the candlestick kids with the TCKPod pod hashtag. We've got a lot to cover. So let's get into it. rice right. andre reed chris carter i smoke all these fools i could have been a contender i could have been somebody well, i'm the best corner of the game when you try me with a sorry receiver like crabtree that's the result you're gonna get your weak ass get your weak ass off the field get your weak ass off the field he could go all the way because i'm a winner i'll always be a winner And you'll always be a loser. All right, let's kick it off. Thursday night, the Colts roll into New England. New England takes care of business and gets the win on the Colts side. Andrew Luck has a nice night. Another 60 pass attempts, so 59 to be exact. But his arm looks just fine. Throwing it deep as well looked good. 365 through the air, three touchdowns and two picks. Eric Ebron, humongous day, biggest day at the tight end position. Nine catches, 105, two touchdowns on 15 targets. He will remain an automatic starter, I think, regardless. Uh, Definitely the tight end position, which is pretty weak, but especially if uh, Jack Doyle is going to be missing time and T.Y. Hilton will be out any extension, definitely fire up Eric Ebron. Hines had another nice day out of the uh, backfield as a passing catch pass catching weapon. Excuse me. Seven catches, 45 yards on nine targets, 15 carries, 45 yards on the ground. Again, that backfield in Indianapolis is looking pretty sketch. So it looks like Naheem Hines is the only option there for now. Chester Rogers stepped in for T Y Hilton as the leading receiver for the Colts. Eight catches, 66 yards on 11 targets and Eric Swope, uh, the other tight end, had three catches 44 yards another touchdown on three targets so it looks like no matter who's playing the tight end position Andrew Luck likes to fire it to the tight end so keep an eye on that committee there and again if Jack Doyle misses any more time fire up Ebron for sure but Eric Schwab could be an interesting option as well if anything were to happen to Ebron as well again T.Y. Hilton Jack Doyle and Marlon Mack did not play in this game on the Patriots side Tom Brady, business as usual, 34 for 44, 341, three touchdowns, two picks. He became the third player in NFL history with 500 touchdown passes, passing Favre and Peyton Manning. James White, shout out to Daniels boy, two carries, zero yards. But as usual, that was not the highlight of the game for James White. Through the air, 10 catches, 77 yards, a touchdown on 14 completions uh or 14 targets rather. Um James White is crushing it through the air and he is a number one surefire weapon there for the Patriots every single week. With Rex Burkhead out for the season, James White should remain hot. Sony Michelle got his workload, 18 carries, 98 yards and a touchdown, just one catch for 12 yards, but almost hit the century mark through the air there. So the backfield in New England is going to get theirs per usual. Gronkowski Six catches, 75 yards on seven targets. And Josh Gordon had a nice appearance, caught a deep pass, caught Tom Brady's 500th uh, touchdown pass and became the 71st receiver uh, for Tom. Well, pass catching, pass catcher, I should say, from Tom Brady to catch a touchdown in his illustrious career. Josh Gordon, two catches, 50 yards. That one touchdown on four targets Did he looked good. And Julian Edelman made his first game back uh, a pretty pedestrian one for his standard, but PPR uh, weapon as usual, seven catches, 57 yards on nine targets and some stallers for the Patriots. Cordell Patterson did have a touchdown, but just two catches, 11 yards. On two targets and chris hogan seems to be getting phased out of this offense very quickly here with julian edelman back josh gordon getting revved up gronk healthy and the two running backs looking real nice so also the uh the onset of of uh philip dorsett as well has kind of phased out chris hogan three catches 34 yards on four targets so he'll have a couple good games throughout the season but he's not looking good for an every week start as people projected with edelman back Moving into Buffalo, Buffalo Bills take care of business against the Titans. The Titans coming off a couple of good wins. This isn't terribly surprising. I definitely took the Titans because you just don't take the Bills to win a game. But I was not surprised to see the Bills shut down the run game and the Titans weren't able to do much with uh, Tredavious White shutting down Corey Davis, which is pretty much the only weapon in the Titans offense. So with uh, Hauschka getting the game-winning 46-yard field goal, uh, the Bills upset the Titans after the Titans get a couple upsets of their own. On the Titans side, no ballers. A couple of stallers. Mariota, 12, uh, four, 14 for 26, excuse me, 129. No touchdowns in the pick, just 129 through the air. Corey Davis, four catches, 49 yards on just six targets. He comes back down to earth. And again, the running options are not much to talk about in Tennessee, unfortunately. Deion Lewis, 12 for 34. On the ground, three for fourteen on oh, four targets to the air, and Derrick Henry eleven for fifty-six. Nothing in the passing game at all. If you're still starting him, stop. Put him on your bench. You don't have to drop him if you don't have depth at the at the running back position. But this was his option to really go off against the Bills. He didn't. This is game script. He could have uh, done well, um, but this was just an ugly game in general. Just a handful of field goals. Uh, but the Titans are gonna have big games and uh, terrible games, and this is one of their terrible games. So unfortunately, that running back uh, position in Tennessee is looking pretty rough. Uh, Just a note here, Taylor Lewan will undergo an MRI on his foot, Um, it doesn't look good as he mentioned um, that he didn't have any power and just couldn't push off. Uh, If he misses any time, Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry are extra terrifying Um, Both are borderline droppable, as I mentioned, but in PPR leagues, you can hold on to Dion Lewis just because he's a running back. And in standard leagues, maybe keep an eye on Derrick Henry, but in the opposite for each player, you can drop both. On the Buffalo side, Shady McCoy had a decent game, 24 carries, 85 yards and two catches, 23 yards and three targets over 100 total yards for Shady. So a decent game for McCoy. And Some stallers, Josh Allen comes back down to earth, 10 for 19, uh, 82 yards, no touchdowns and a pick, four for 19 on the ground and a rushing touchdown. So he does have some weapons with his legs, but looks like Mariota and Josh Allen combine in this game for 210 total passing yards, no touchdowns and two picks. Yikes. Zay Jones was the leading receiver for the Bills, three for 20 on four targets I would stay away from this entire committee per usual heading into carolina pretty exciting game between the giants and the panthers graham gano gets the game-winning 63 yard field goal ties the nfl record for game-winning field goal at 63 yards this was an awesome game to watch and the giants had a couple opportunities to win it but the panthers pull away uh, with the game-winning field goal odell beckham had a breakout we were all waiting for He actually threw a 57-yard touchdown pass to Saquon Barkley. Uh, Eli took kind of a lateral pass to Odell. He took a step back, threw it across the field. Saquon was wide open, made the catch, made the run for 57-yard touchdown pass. He also caught a touchdown, eight targets, 131 through the air, that touchdown on 14 targets. So Odell kind of got that squeaky wheel, gets the grease this week, and he looked real nice. So you cannot worry about Odell as we were for the last couple of weeks. And Saquon Barkley, a pretty pedestrian game on the ground, 15 carries, 48 yards. But he did get it through the air with four catches, 81 yards, two touchdowns through the air and four targets. So business as usual for Saquon. Some stallers, uh, Sterling Shepard after a monstrous game last week. Uh, Had 75 yards on seven targets, which is nice, but just four catches, there's the decent in PPR, but certainly not the the big game we're looking for. But that uh, linebacker core for Carolina is really solid, so I'm not worried about Sterling Shepard, but it looks like Evan Ingram could be returning pretty soon. So keep an eye on Sterling Shepard and Eli Manning, 326, two touchdowns and two picks, so not a bad game from Eli on the Panthers side, Cam Newton, 237 through the air, two touchdowns and two picks, eight carries for 29 yards. Christian McCaffrey had no catches until mid-third quarter, early fourth quarter, uh, but he had 17 carries, 58 yards on the ground, but he did get his touchdown through the air late, five catches, 35 yards, a touchdown, and six targets through the air for Christian McCaffrey. And some stallers, funches. Four for 49 on four targets. He was a leading Carolina receiver. I would stay away from this receiving core as well as Buffalo. And Greg Olson uh, expects to come back in week six. We'll have more on that next episode for the news and notes. For the Miami and Cincinnati game, Cincinnati gets 27 unanswered points to win after trailing 17-0. If you'll watch this game early, the, bang, uh, the Bengals came out pretty flat. The Dolphins came out fired up. The Dolphins were pissed after getting dismantled by the Patriots last week. The Dolphins come out really nice, put up 17 early, 17 nothing. But the Bengals just took it to them on defense, had a had a bunch of turnovers late, had a couple um, touchdowns on defense, and the Bengals ended up rolling 27 straight to beat them 27-17. For the Miami side, Kenyon Drake finally made an appearance this season. Six carries, 46 yards, seven catches, 69 yards a touchdown on 11 targets. He saw 64% of the snaps over Frank Gore. So that is definitely promising moving forward for Kenyon Drake, and hopefully this coaching staff realize that he is easily their best weapon on offense, so they need to feed him the ball. We'll see what happens with Kenyon Drake. On the Stahler's side, Tannehill, 185, a touchdown and two picks. Albert Wilson was the leading receiver for the Dolphins, but just five catches, 43 yards, and six targets. And Kenny Stills remains flat after a hot first couple weeks. Two catches, 17 yards, just five targets. Keep an eye on this Miami offense outside of Drake, which you have to start even though he's been frustrating. I would stay away from everybody else. On the Bengals, Joe Mixon had his first game back. Uh, He did not end up on a snap count, as they said he was going to coming into the week. He was the workhorse. Um, by a long shot with uh, 25 touches he had 22 carries for 93 yards on the ground three catches 22 yards a touchdown and four targets through the air Joe Mixon looked really really good so you can fire him up as an RB2 RB1 moving forward AJ Green had a nice game six catches 112 on 10 targets AJ Green is a monster he will be fine every single week unless he's got an injury and Cincinnati's defense, I want to throw them a shout-out, as I mentioned earlier. Two touchdowns, two picks, one fumble recovery, three sacks, and those 17 points allowed early in the game, but shut out Miami in the second half. So shout-out to the Bengals' defense, a nice streaming option for this week. Dalton uh, on the Stoller's side, just because he's been on fire lately, 248, a touchdown and a pick. And Tyler Boyd also on the Stoller's side, four catches, 44 yards on seven targets. And C.J. Uzuma two catches, 44 yards on seven targets. He did play 90% of the snaps and Croft, uh, Tyler Croft, the other tight end got injured and he should be out a couple of weeks. So looks like Uzuma is definitely the Tyler Eifert replacement at the tight end position for the Bengals. So if you're desperate, take an eye on him. And Mark Walton had no carries and he had just two catches for three yards on three targets. So Mark Walton, the rookie was supposed to spell mixing of some carries, but it looks like he did not get much work this week but keep an eye on him with uh geo bernard out for the next couple of weeks the ravens and the browns this is another exciting game the browns get a win here the browns man the browns are a couple big plays and a couple don't blow it away from a good uh a great start to be honest uh maybe even four and one or something i wouldn't say they'd be undefeated but maybe a four and one start the browns have been playing very well and they get a huge win over a uh pretty powerful Defense and division rival in the Ravens. Greg Joseph, who has had a couple of missed field goals late uh, to, to uh, start the season, um, has come through in this one with a pretty ugly field goal, but it did go through the uprights. A game winner, 37 yards out in overtime for the Browns to beat the Ravens. On the Baltimore side, no ballers. Uh, uh, unfortunately, they were just were pretty flat this whole game. Their defense kept them in the game the whole time. Some stallers, Crabtree, six for 66 on 12 targets, so just 50% catch right there. Smokey Brown, who's been on fire, just four catches on 14 targets for 58 yards, wasn't able to get past that Brown secondary. The Browns defense is legit. And Willie Sneed, um, IV, remember those rumor normals shout-out? Willie Sneed, IV, five catches, 55 yards, seven targets. And Joe Flacco, who's been a decent streaming option, under 300 yards, 298, no touchdowns and a pick. He also threw a ridiculous um, interception on the goal line uh, in the end zone there. So Alex Collins is is hurting here. Um, for Collins' part, 12 carries, 59 yards. I would bench him. You can't cut him uh he's a he's a solid running back he's getting playing time but man he is frustrating if you have other options in ppr leagues i would go elsewhere from collins and buck allen likewise eight carries 34 yards six catches 44 yards on eight targets playable weekly is a flex in ppr leagues but man these guys are frustrating unless one of them goes down they're probably gonna just be eating each other uh, for the rest of the season and just a note on hayden hurst uh making his nfl debut just one catch seven yards on two targets For Cleveland, Baker Mayfield, uh, nice game through the air, 342, a touchdown and a pick, two rushes for 23 yards. He gets his first NFL win as a starter. Shout out to Baker Mayfield. Jarvis Landry, five catches, 69 yards on 10 targets, so just 50% there, but Jarvis is going to get fed. And David Njoku, nice game at the tight end position, six catches, 12, uh, six catches, 69 yards, excuse me, on 11 targets, uh, he will be a surefire tight end start every single week. Um, Again, the tight end position is weak uh, outside of maybe six, eight options. So if you have one of those six, eight options, you're firing them up every single week in both standard and um, PPR leagues. Rashard Higgins was the top receiver uh, um, with a touchdown in in, uh, PPR points. But uh, he had just three catches for 66 yards, a touchdown, and four targets. So keep an eye there on Rashard Higgins. And uh, Stoller on the Brown side, Antonio Callaway, just three catches, 23 yards on five targets. Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson not doing much. 17 carries, 63 yards for Hyde, two catches, 14 yards, and three targets. Duke Johnson, five carries, 35 yards. Just one catch, seven yards on a target. Uh, Duke Johnson, I'm I'm more worried about than Hyde. I think Hyde will be fine, but Duke Johnson is not getting the work. So he is borderline droppable as well. But again, with a a running back getting time, you may want to just hang on to these guys. Packers and Lions. Man, uh, this was a tricky game. This is an interesting game to watch. I watched most of this game on Fox, and the Packers had multiple chances to win. The Lions were dominating them early, but as usual, they set... Aaron Rodgers late when they're down, and Rodgers did his thing to pull him back. But man, I guess the lead of this game was Mason Crosby. Uh Mason Crosby missed five total kicks, four field goals and an extra point. Mason Crosby has been one of the best kickers in the league for the last decade plus. I'm not worried about him. He's not going to get cut by the team. He had a bad day. But man, five missed kicks, uh, four missed field goals and an extra point. So Devastating if you had him on your uh, on your bench as a surefire kicker. He probably had minus three, five, eight points depending on your scoring. But anyway, the Lions get the win. But the Packers, if Mason makes two or three of those kicks, uh, the Packers win this game. So pretty rough loss. But Aaron Rodgers came out to support his kicker after the game. People have bad games, and uh, you know when quarterbacks throw three picks or a running back fumbles twice, we just kind of mark it off as one single bad game. Um, I just think this is a bad game for Mason Crosby, so he should be fine moving forward for those of you in kicker leagues. But on to the game for the Green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers had a had a beautiful game, his best game of the season for sure. 32 for 52, 442 through the air, three touchdowns and a two-point conversion. So Rodgers looked really good in this game, uh, down a couple receivers, um, Randall Cobb and Um, Allison did not play in this game, but he did have some other receivers. Devontae Adams, of course, nine catches, 140 through the air, a touchdown on 12 targets. He's a beast every single week. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling stepped in, seven catches, 68 yards, a touchdown on 10 targets, and Equinemius St. Brown as well, three catches, 89 yards for five targets. So both of these guys are potentially um, pick-up-able in your leagues. And if you have Randall Cobb or uh geronimo allison you definitely keep an eye on these guys moving forward if they miss any more time both rookies had nice games and rogers is uh, certainly in tune with them uh jimmy graham six catches 76 yards on 11 targets nice day for jimmy graham didn't get his touchdown but he did have enough to have a nice 13 point ppr game some stallers Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and Ty Montgomery, the entire backfield. A lot of people thought Aaron Jones was going to break out. I was one of them. Just seven carries for 40 yards, two catches, 19 yards on three targets. I still think he's the best back, but it's getting a little frustrating here. So I would just wait it out. Jamal Williams six carries 33 yards two catches 19 yards with four targets and Ty montgomery four carries 15 yards a catch for just 12 yards on three targets so aaron jones is definitely the best back here it's just a big committee um so unless one of these guys go down or they give aaron and aaron jones most of the carries. Um, this is going to be a frustrating committee, but keep an eye on on this. And I, I would still fire up Aaron Jones as a deep flex if you need him or an RB two with uh, the buys coming up here these next couple of weeks. On the Detroit side, Kenny Galladay keeps beast in four catches, ninety-eight yards, a touchdown, and nine targets. He is baby Tron for real, dude. This kid looks amazing. I think he's the best receiver on this on this uh, Lions team for sure, and a a budding star for sure in the league i think kenny galladay is going to be a beast in years to come so keep an eye on kenny galladay uh blunt got two touchdowns that carry on johnson owners are very frustrated to see carry on johnson got him into the red zone a couple of different times down to the 5 10 yard line and blunt just bolted in so he had just 12 carries for 22 yards and two touchdowns but he did have those two touchdowns and carry on johnson 12 carries 70 yards two catches 15 yards and two targets and um Says he's okay after, you know, looks like a mid-ankle sprain. Again, more on that uh, tomorrow on the News and Notes episode. But we need to keep an eye on on Johnson. If he misses any time, looks like Blunt and Theo Riddick will fill that position. But I'm not excited about the Lions running backs outside of on Johnson, who still looks really, really good, assuming he's healthy. Some stallers. Matt Stafford has been on fire lately, but just 14 for 26. Didn't really need a lot of pass attempts in this game to his standards with uh, the Lions pulling ahead of um, the Packers early and just kind of running out the clock here, trying to keep the ball away from Rogers. So just 183 and two touchdowns uh, for Matt Stafford. And Golden Tate also didn't need him much. Uh, Five catches, 42 yards, seven targets, and Marvin Jones, one catch for a touchdown on four targets. But again, not getting a lot of volume for Marvin Jones. Chiefs and Jaguars, man, the Chiefs stand defeated, forcing five turnovers from the Jags. Blake Bortles, I thought, was going to show up against this pretty wretched Chiefs defense coming into the game. I thought they would do well. TJ Yeldon got his, but the rest of this Jaguars team got just absolutely throttled by the Chiefs on offense and defense. Um, I picked the Jags to upset the Chiefs here. I was wrong for sure. Blake Bortles is horrible. Um, I know he's a streaming option. Daniel actually picked him up, which I'll let him talk about later in the week. But Daniel picked him up and started him over Russell Wilson. And Blake Bortles actually outpaced Russell Wilson in points for fantasy this week. But, man, he's just, he's just bad. 33 for 61. So he had a ton of pass attempts, but basically 50% on 61 attempts. 430 yards, which is great. Uh, but he had just one touchdown and four picks. Four picks for Blake Bortles in one of them, which you may have seen by now. He literally throws the ball two and a half yards. It hits one of his linemen in the back of the head, bounces up into the air. The Chiefs catch it. Um, he throws another terrible pick in the end zone. Blake Bortles is bad. Uh, he did save his fantasy points with a 34 yards and a touchdown on the ground. But um, yikes. Come on, Blake. We we were batting for you, and uh, you let us down a little bit here. Um so four picks isn't going to get it done. But again, he has rushing ability, threw for over 400 yards. He got it done. TJ Yeldon, 10 carries, 53 yards, 8 catches, 69 yards, a touchdown on 10 targets filling in for the hurt Leonard Fournette. Looks like Fournette's going to miss a couple of weeks. So pick up Yeldon if you have him, and or if you, he's on your waivers for sure. And if you have Leonard Fournette, I would go see if you can get TJ Yeldon for the cheap. Uh, Dante Moncrief was the leading receiver for the Jags. Six catches, 76 yards, 15 targets. Keelan Cole, four catches, 70 yards on 10 targets. So 25 targets between those two guys. And D.D. Westbrook, who I thought was actually going to have the best game, um, had three catches for 55 yards on five targets, and a staller in this game was the Jags D. Of course, everyone starts them. Uh, maybe not against Mahomes this week, but for the most part, they're started in, in every league, and they have been on fire the last two seasons. But not today. Uh, just two picks and a sack, but 24 yard, uh, 24 points given up, and Mahomes was on fire uh, per usual on the Chiefs side. It looks like. Um, Mahomes had his first two career interceptions. So first interception, and he followed up with another one. But the Chiefs do get the win. Mahomes does enough, 313 yards, no touchdowns this game, and two picks. So I was right on my prediction that the Jags were going to slow him down and he was going to come back to earth. But because Blake Bortles is so horrible, uh, the Chiefs are actually able to outpace the Jaguars for the win. But Mahomes did come back down to earth. He also had a rushing touchdown in this game. And 13 yards on the ground kareem hunt another nice game 22 carries 87 yards a touchdown one catch seven yards and two targets so kareem hunt looks good again game script dependent if the chiefs are blowing somebody out uh looks like kareem hunt's going to get phased out but if it's a close game they need that running back kareem hunt is going to be a beast travis kelsey big game five catches 100 yards on eight targets sammy watkins another nice game after missing last week uh, or portions of last week with an injury came in nice game, six catches, 78 yards on eight targets and the chiefs defense who has been blown up by everybody this year uh, played really well against Blake Bortles. Again, one touchdown on defense, four picks, one fumble recovery, five sacks and just 14 points allowed. So shout out to the chiefs defense for showing up at home, getting that big win and Tyreek Hill, the lone uh, staller for The Chiefs just four for 61 on seven targets. Tyreek Hill has one touchdown in his last 10 home games. So he's definitely far better on the road. Keep an eye on that moving forward. The Broncos and Jets. This was supposed to be a dud game. It actually became pretty exciting with Isaiah Crowell rushing for a career high 219 rushing yards in the Jets win. And actually, uh, Bilal Powell missed a hundred yards by one yard as well. On the Denver side, um, Broncos got, you know, upset last week, or I don't know about upset, but beat last week by the Chiefs uh, in a rough game, and they're coming in off a short week and uh, got beat again by the Jets here, so the, the, the Broncos are kind of on, on a downward spiral here. Case Keenum, decent game for the, through the air, 377, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, it's the first time in four games for Case Keenum to throw for over 300 yards and or a touchdown. So he hasn't been a streaming option as of late, but if you fired him up this week against the Jets, he probably paid off for you. Demarius Thomas got a garbage time 42-yard touchdown, which saved his day. Five catches, 105, and a touchdown on six targets. But really worried about Demarius Thomas. I think Cortland Sutton has become the number two receiver there in Denver. But keep an eye on that. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, nine catches, 72 yards, 14 targets. He's the wide receiver one for sure. And Cortland Sutton didn't have much in the yardage category, but he did get a touchdown. And again, I think he is kind of surpassing Demarius Thomas as that number two receiver in Denver some stallers on the Broncos side the running backs. Uh Philip Lindsay just 12 carries, 61 yards, three catches, 20 yards on four targets. He's definitely the lead back, but not a huge game here and Royce Freeman, I'm really worried about. Five carries, 31 yards, three catches, 16 yards on four tar- four targets, eight total touches. So Lindsay had 15 total touches. Uh Royce had eight total touches, um just 47 yards for Royce. I am Definitely worried about him. I can't trust him. They're playing the Rams next week. I wouldn't start either one of these running backs against the Rams, but if you had to start one, it would be Phillip Lindsay because the Rams should get up on the Broncos early, and they're going to have to uh, keep pace. So, Lindsay will be the PPR back. I think Royce will be absolutely taken out of this game early. So – keep an eye on that, but I'm worried about him. Uh, Jeff Hireman, who was just kind of a t- uh, tight end streamer this week, just two catches, 18 yards and four targets. And the Denver defense who's get started most weeks and probably most certainly against the Jets. I know that I started them as a streamer in one league. Um, just one pick, one foam recover, one sack, but 34 yard uh, points given up against this Jets team. So shout out to the Jets. A couple ballers on their side. Isaiah Crowell, as I mentioned, 15 carries for 219 and a touchdown career high on the yards. Um, He actually looked really good, man. I keep knocking Crowell because I just don't think he's very good. This Jets offense is horrible um, for the most part. But, man, the Broncos defense is just leaking to running backs. Uh, The um, the Jets – running backs combined crowell and powell combined for 318 yards on 35 attempts fire up your running backs against that broncos defense um isaiah uh, crowell like i mentioned 219 on the ground in the touchdown below powell 20 carries 99 yards no targets to the air but they didn't need him. they just kept running the ball he almost had 100 yards as well so shout out to the jets running backs who i've been knocking for the last couple of weeks but i think this is more a um knock to the Broncos rush defense which looks pretty bad Robbie Anderson had a sighting here um three care uh, three catches 123 two touchdowns on five targets 76 yard bomb and a 35 yard bomb this is what robbie anderson does i was texting daniel during the game kind of giving him some shit for dropping robbie anderson in a couple weeks and he replied very simply with he's not worried about it that's what he does he's going to have some blow up games but not consistency and i have to agree with daniel that um robbie anderson will have some blow up games i mean think about this three catches just three catches in the whole game he did have 123 yards and those two big long touchdowns but again i think this broncos defense is just seating and not what it used to be so not jumping on the the Robbie uh train just yet but you may want to pick him up if you got a bench stash just to see what happens because it looks like donald is willing to throw it on the field finally and terrell Pryor, remember terrell Pryor. He had one catch in this game, a 20 yard touchdown. Keep an eye on him as well. Again, if Darnold's able to chuck the ball down the field, it might be good for these receivers. Quincy Anunwa, a staller, um, no catches on five targets. So he was, he was matched up against Chris Harris Jr., who was a beast and maybe the lone bright spot outside of Von Miller and Chubb on that defense for the Broncos. But, um, Quincy Anunua, no catches on five targets. So we'll see if this continues moving forward. And Darnold, 10 of 22, 198, three touchdowns and a pick. So not a big game. He did have those touchdowns, but not much uh, to write home about for Sam Darnold. So keep an eye on those uh, Jets receiving options moving forward. This next game was supposed to be kind of the – uh the the fantasy bonanza as adam azer likes to say for cbs um i thought so for sure with the falcons and the steelers but not so much the steelers offense was clicking on all cylinders but they routed um atlanta this one wasn't even close from the beginning and atlanta just didn't show up. I I was very surprised in this game. Uh, Muhammad Sanu and Austin Hooper were kind of the lone bright spots for Atlanta on the baller's side. Sanu, four catches, 73 yards, a touchdown on seven targets, and Austin Hooper, nine catches, 77 yards on 12 targets. So look at your, uh, that's another, uh, That's a bunch of tight ends this season who have played well against that uh, linebacker core for the Steelers. So that's something that you can attack for sure, as as well as their secondary for um, Pittsburgh. But, man, the rest of Atlanta's offense did not show up the way that we all thought they were going to. Matt Ryan, Julio, uh, Ridley have all been on fire, but not this game. Matt Ryan, t- 285 and just one touchdown. Julio Jones kept out of the end zone once again, um, just five catches, 62 yards on nine targets. Julio Jones had no catches until the fourth quarter. No catches until the fourth quarter in this game somehow, but he had five for 62 in the fourth quarter. I have a bold prediction for next week. They're playing the Buccaneers. I think uh, Julio Jones is straight up the number one receiver on the week next week, and I think he has uh, over 120 yards and two touchdowns. He does not have a touchdown yet, but my bold prediction is Julio Jones has over 120 yards on let's say eight to 10 catches and two touchdowns versus the Bucks next week if you're selling low on julio jones um i am more than happy to scoop him for sure calvin ridley uh, first game without a touchdown since week one but i would fire him up again against the horrendous bucks secondary just four catches for 38 yards on five targets in this game and the running back core freeman returned to action eight carries 32 yards two catches on two targets for nine yards but they went away from him in the second half because they were just down Um, significantly to the Steelers and Coleman had just seven carries for 15 yards, two catches, 15 yards on two targets. And Ito Smith did get a touchdown, uh, but not much on the ground or through the air. So I'm really worried about this Falcons uh, running back core, which I just don't know who to deploy. Um, I'm not a huge Freeman fan. I think he's talented, but he's, he's definitely banged up right now. Coleman is just not what he has been in the past filling in for Freeman and Ito Smith's ability to kind of be that vulture on the goal line takes away from both running backs so a little bit worried here um, keep an eye on those running backs moving forward for the Pittsburgh side um, they got they got to firing which was nice to see Big Ben 19 for 29 which isn't much but they didn't need it much just 250 for three touchdowns and a pick but again they were up early and this was the James Connor show late in the game James Connor 21 carries 110 on the ground two touchdowns four uh four catches on four targets 75 yards so james connor 186 total yards on 25 touches and two touchdowns again pittsburgh plays this week they have a buy next week and then potentially the word on the street is that lev bell is coming back so keep an eye on james Conner. i'm in the mode of maybe sell high as high as possible right now but again you don't want to i don't know if i want to do that because. If Lev comes back, it might be a committee. I don't see Lev Bell just surpassing automatically James Conner with the way that he's been playing, although we did see Lev do that in years past with um, D'Angelo Williams. So we'll see what happens here, but James Conner is the truth, and if he's in a keeper league or on your dynasty team, I would fire him up for sure because Lev will probably not be in Pittsburgh moving forward, and he may even get traded when he gets back this year. So keep an eye on uh, James Conner for sure in the next couple of weeks and make a move. Um, if you're going to uh, ASAP AB um, squeaky wheel gets the grease. My man, six catches, 101, two touchdowns, uh, two beautiful throws from big Ben looks like uh, they're back on track um, on 13 targets for uh, AB. So, you know, Antonio Brown still the best in the game. And and uh, I think we'll be at the end of the season in fantasy as well. Just a slow start. Some stallers: Juju Smith-Schuster and Vance McDonald. Juju just four catches, seventy. Sorry, four catches, thirty-four yards. He did get a touchdown, but it was a short one on four targets. And Vance McDonald just one catch, six yards on two targets. I fired him up as a streamer for sure, filling in for Eric or um, Trey Burton this week. And uh, yikes, didn't do much. Um, I, I ended up losing that week. It was the only week I went three and one in fantasy this week, and the only uh, one I lost was a game where um, I had uh, Vance McDonald put up a under one point with just six yards, and I lost by seven, so um, yikes. Could have been a little bit better there for Vance. Moving on to the Chargers and Raiders game. This was close for a little bit, and then All the Oakland weapons cooled off from last week's blowout against the Browns, and the Chargers took over late. No ballers on the Oakland side. Some stallers. Jordy Nelson, 4 for 43, did get kind of an illegal touchdown, if you see that. It looks like Oakland wasn't even set, but the refs didn't blow the whistle. They ended up, uh, you know, pulling the playoff, and Jordy Nelson ended up getting a uh, kind of a whack touchdown there. But he did get a touchdown. Derek Carr, 268, one touchdown and one pick he was a big streaming option against this secondary for the Chargers but was certainly held in check and Marshawn Lynch wasn't surprised I had mentioned he is game script dependent the Chargers got up uh once the second quarter hit and into the second half the Chargers started building a lead pretty quickly and Marshawn was phased out just nine carries for 31 yards two catches for 10 yards from Marshawn and Amari Cooper one catch 10 yards Jesus Christ one catch on one target for 10 yards amari Cooper next week might be his big blow up I've been saying it for weeks I don't want anything to do with this Oakland offense not amari Cooper especially let someone else have that headache if you have amari Cooper go sell him for beans go pick up a backup running back who might have you know somebody hurt go get Greg Olson like whatever um get rid of amari Cooper I don't want it. and next week he'll probably put up 180 and a touchdown on 10 catches I don't care I don't want to deal with it Uh, Jared Cook, who's been on fire, just four catches, 20 yards on six targets. For the Chargers side, Phillip Rivers remains hot, 339, two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon scores every week, 19 carries, 58 yards in the touchdown, four catches, 62 yards on four targets. And Austin Eckler, uh, just 15 yards on six carries, but he did have a a long touchdown on a 44-yard catch on three targets. And Austin Eckler is averaging – 80 yards per game and 0.6 touchdowns per game. So he's an RB2 moving forward and an RB1 for sure if anything were to happen to Melvin Gordon. So if you have Melvin Gordon, go get Austin Eckler. You need to sit on him just in case. Keenan Allen had a nice bounce back game. Eight catches, 90 yards on nine targets. And Tyrell Williams had a good game as well. Three catches on three targets for 66 yards. And the lone staller was Mike Williams for the second straight week. um, Just 45 yards on three catches so a little bit concerned about Mike Williams but again I think he's going to be more of a contested game type guy um this game got out of hand early and they could kind of run out the clock but also just use the PPR you know first down maker in in uh Keenan Allen so I like Mike Williams but you know not as hot as I think we thought moving you know over the first couple weeks so keep an eye on Mike Williams but I would hang on to him if he's on your team or even trade for him if you can um maybe honestly like Amari Cooper from Mike Williams, I would do that trade for sure. A uh, couple of games left here in the afternoon slot. Vikings and Eagles with a rematch of the NFC Conference Championship. Um, this time Minnesota gets revenge, and they get the win here. Uh, Adam Thielen, my goodness. Um, seven catches, 116, a touchdown on 10 targets. He's the first player. Adam Thielen is the first player in the Super Bowl era, so since you know the 70s. First player in the Super Bowl era to have five 100-plus yard games to start a season. He has as many targets as age, uh Antonio Brown at 65, but Thielen has 12 more receptions. Is he the best receiver in fantasy football uh, moving forward? Possibly. Um, Michael Thomas, AB, DeAndre Hopkins, maybe Odell if he picks it up. Looks like Julio won't be with without his touchdowns, but. Adam Thielen is the truth and Stefan Diggs as well. He had 10 catches, 91 yards on 11 targets. So both of these guys have been unbelievable this year. Um, I thought Diggs was going to have a better season. Uh, and of course we have a long season left, but Adam Thielen is the truth. Damn. So tied for a, uh, tied for, um, targets with Antonio Brown was 65, but Thielen has 12 more catches than Antonio Brown. So shout out to Adam Thielen right now. Number one receiver in fantasy football. Uh, Diggs again uh, 91 yards on 11 targets cousins nice game 301 in the touchdown and Kyle Rudolph five catches 41 yards on five targets that Vikings running back core still not doing much Uh, Dalvin Cook was out this game Latavius Murray just 42 yards on 11 carries 14 yards on two catches and Rock Thomas got some play who played really well in the preseason but Rock Thomas just eight yards on four carries and six yards on one catch so keep an eye on that Minnesota backfield, I'm definitely concerned. I would buy low right now on Dalvin Cook, though. He'll get right eventually, and once they get moving, this offense is going to be incredible. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles side, Carson Wentz over 300 yards, 311, two touchdowns, five carries for 26 yards. Definitely looks good scrambling, so I'm not worried about the health of Carson Wentz. Zach Ertz, Beeston, once again, 10 catches, 110, a touchdown, and 11 targets. He's easily the best weapon for the Eagles for sure. He had no catches in the first half, but dominated in the second half. So no catches in the first half, but he had 10 for 110 in the touchdown and 11 targets in the second half. So if you pace that, of course, this is ridiculous. But if you pace it out over a whole game, maybe 20 catches, 220, and two touchdowns on 22 targets, just an unbelievable second half for Zach Ertz. But he is the man um, per usual. If you have to buy him, you know you can buy high on on Zach Ertz. I'd be all about that at the tight end position because he is just irreplaceable. Uh, some stallers on the Eagles side: Jeffrey two for thirty nine on eight targets, Aguilar four for forty five on four targets. Um, not much going on for the uh, receiving core this game. I still think Jeffrey is the uh, top dog here, although looks like Aguilar outpaced him with catches and yards. But um, you know, Jeffrey had double the target. So I think Jeffrey is, is the guy moving forward. Smallwood, three carries, 27 yards, three catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Jay Ajayi is uh, out for the season, unfortunately, with a torn ACL, which is kind of surprising information to get uh, Monday morning after the games where Jay Ajayi came out with kind of a knee injury. He's been suffering from a back injury, but he came out of the game and then came back in and actually continued to play and finish the game. And then it was... Discovered or released anyway after the game that Jay Ajayi had had a torn ACL, so he potentially played on a torn ACL in the second half there. So, man, um, definitely worried about Jay Ajayi. I mentioned it coming into the season, he's been injury prone, he's got bad knees, he's got a bad back, but he is done for the year. Unfortunately, look at uh, Smallwood um, and Sproles to potentially. Uh, come in as well as Corey Clement. So Sm- Sproles and Clement didn't play in this game. Um, Clement was actually active, but he didn't act- he didn't get any game action. But now that Ajay is out, those three running backs um, will be uh, be intact. And we did get some uh, news today um, that uh, it is Tuesday morning. We did get some news that uh, Shady McCoy might be looking at a trade back to the Eagles where he started his career. But I'll cover more of that um, in tomorrow's episode on. Wednesday with the news and notes. The 49ers uh, and the Cardinals. Yikes. This game was pretty pathetic. It was actually pretty high scoring, but the damn Niners give it up to the Cardinals. The Cardinals um, get their first win on five turnovers from the Niners. The Niners are bad. Uh, We are not shabby. You know, we're definitely not, um, you know, homers by any means. I think if you listen to this podcast, you realize that we're very prideful about our Niners. We've been. The three of us, myself, Daniel, and curly all grew up in the Bay area. We grew up outside of San Francisco. We've been Niners giants fans our whole lives, but we're also realistic that the Niners are, uh, I wouldn't say the worst team in the league, but really close looking at a top five pick this year in the draft. And, um, not looking good this year so shout out to the cardinals for getting their first win over the niners but niners look pretty pathetic for the cardinals side david johnson looking better and getting the flow 18 carries 55 yards two touchdowns on the ground and 16 yards on three targets through the air christian kirk a nice game filling in for kind of a, a beat up uh, larry Fitz. so christian kirk might be a uprising here in arizona keep an eye on him three catches 85 yards a touchdown on four targets and that arizona defense just took it to him uh, one touchdown, two picks, three fumble recoveries, four sacks, and just 18 points against. This game was actually close until the fourth quarter, um, and the Niners were driving to potentially tie it up with a field goal or take the lead, and C.J. Beathard just threw a pick, um, pick six, and uh, that was pretty much all she wrote, and then the Cardinals started routing after that. C.J. Beathard did have a nice game in fantasy terms. Um Three forty nine through the air, two touchdowns and two picks. And he had another touchdown on the ground, uh, with seven yards, um, rushing. So CJ Beathard, decent streaming option, I guess, but not going to get the W's, uh, Trent Taylor, a nice game for the receivers for the Niners, seven for 62 and two touchdowns on eight targets. So keep an eye on him with the absence, excuse me, of Marquise Goodwin and Dante Pettis. So, uh, if you need a, a deep sleeper for a receiver, maybe a Trent Taylor in a PPR league and uh use had a nice game as well. Um, 75 yards on seven targets a uh, name to keep in mind for sure with uh, Matt Breida actually coming down with an injury, which I'll get to in a second, uh, but keep an eye on uh, use check George Kittle. Nice game as well. Five for 83, seven targets. He is definitely the main target uh, in this offense and a must start as a tight end moving forward. Matt Breida, as I mentioned, um, he had you know one kind of shovel pass for a touchdown, but but not much, just 50 yards on the ground. Uh, but after that, he he went out with a would look to be a mild ankle sprain, and they were soft about it after the game. But it came out that it looks like it's a mid ankle sprain. Again, more on that tomorrow uh, when I get more information. But he left the stadium in a walking boot and is certainly doubtful for Monday night against Green Bay. But he could possibly be out for a handful of weeks as well. So too bad for the once uh, leading rusher in the NFL over the first four weeks. Um, looks like Alfred Morris will be the guy now. Uh, Alfred in this game, 18 carries, 61 yards, three carry, uh, three catches, 30 yards on five targets. He's an RB2 moving forward uh, if Brita is to miss any significant time. And just a deep name to, to think about as well, Kendrick Bourne for the Niners. Uh, four catches, 33 yards on seven targets, but just a name to know in, in deeper leagues that uh, he, he was definitely very talented and, and looks like he might be getting some more play. And a staller uh, also is Robbie Gold, um, kicker. He had only one field goal, try, and he missed it. So everybody fires up Robbie Gold. He's been one of the most accurate kickers in the league for a decade, but um, not today. Uh, missed his lone opportunity there. <laughs> The just uh, three games left here. The Rams and the Seahawks battle for the NFC West. This was actually a very, very good game. Um, the Seahawks held their own a hell of a lot more than I think everybody thought, but the Rams outlasted them to stay undefeated at five and zero. for the Rams business as usual. Gurley 22 carries 77 yards, three rushing scores, 36 yards on four receptions for Gurley Cooper cup six catches, 90 yards and a touchdown, but he did leave the game with a concussion and Uh, Robert Woods had a nice game, two for 53 on the ground, two rushes for 53 yards on the ground, five catches, 92 yards and seven targets uh, through the air. And Josh Reynolds, whoop, whoop, had to give him a shout out. Not a huge name, but I got to give Josh Reynolds a shout out. It's our boy preseason um, with, uh, with some guys going down. So two catches, 39 yards and three targets for Josh Reynolds and a name to keep. In mind, with Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks both leaving the game with concussions. Unfortunately, Brandon Cooks also left the game with the concussions. Had no catches here, killed fantasy teams. But uh, you know, on the on the human perspective, it's it's too bad. Uh, this is his second concussion since the Super Bowl. So in in gameplay, obviously, it's been you know it's been uh, eight months, but um, in gameplay, it's it's a second concussion in six games. So not looking good for Brandon Cooks. Uh, if he and Cup were to miss time, Robert Woods will definitely have a huge markup, but also keep an eye on Josh Reynolds. And shout out to the Rams defense per usual. Um, uh, but they they got the win, but they were actually uh, pretty dismantled against the Seahawks here, just two sacks and 31 points against. So Russell was able to do enough um, to downgrade that the Rams defense, but not for the W on the Seahawks side, Tyler Lockett, three catches, 98 yards, a touchdown on five targets, got his long bomb per usual. Chris Carson, 19 carries, 116. Mike Davis, 12 carries, 68 yards and a touchdown. Both of them did very well in this game against that Rams defense. I was very impressed. Russell Wilson, 13 for 21, 198, three touchdown. He's only averaging eight rushing yards per game, which is, kind of, kind of his floor in fantasy uh, leagues, right? I, I think that's Daniel's argument all the time is that he has the rushing floor kind of like Cam Newton, where he doesn't put up a ton through the air all the time, but he has that rushing floor. Well, he doesn't have that rushing floor. Now, luckily he had three touchdowns in this game, but under 200 yards. And as I mentioned earlier, Blake Bortles outlasted Russell Wilson in this game. So Daniel benched him in two different leagues, picked up Andy Dalton and Blake Bortles, um, So Russell Wilson is somebody to definitely keep an eye on here moving forward. His upcoming schedule looks pretty tasty, however. So if you're looking to buy a low, you could possibly do that. But I would do it now because his value is not going to last very long if uh, he needs to pick it up and starts on fire in the second half like he usually does. Doug Baldwin, just one catch um for one yard on one target so Doug Baldwin nor to be found but he did look healthy so he'll probably be fine moving forward and Nick Vanette who was uh, a streamer after Will Disley went down with the season uh, for the season rather um Nick Vanette was kind of a streaming possibility at the tight end position three catches 43 yards on four targets and Brandon Marshall uh no catches on one target so not looking good um, for the Seahawks offense in general outside of that running game. So it looks like Pete Carroll is getting his wish and they are loading up on that running game outside of Tyler Lockett, a, a deep bomb every once in a while. Um, you know, this the Seahawks team is starting to play better most certainly, but uh, not enough against the Rams Sunday night football, the battle of Texas Kaimi Fairbairn hits the overtime game winning field goal as the Texans win the battle of Texas for Dallas. It was Zeke. Uh, 20 carries, 40, uh, 54 yards, seven catches, 30 yards on seven targets, and Dak Prescott. I had to throw him in the baller's side. He only had 200 yards and a touchdown, but he looked a lot better than he has in the in the preseason. I think the Cowboys are going to start rolling a little bit better on offense, and of course it's Zeke all the time. But I think Prescott's going to get a little bit better here, and maybe they'll pick up a uh, a receiver up in the next couple couple of weeks and and see if they can outpace that running game a little bit to help get a balance. Jeff Swaim was a, another decent uh tight end or not decent, but was a tight end streamer this week. And PPR, at he gave you eight points, which is not terrible for a tight end, but three catches, 55 yards on three targets. So keep an eye on him moving forward. And Alan Hearns, not a big stat game, but he did get his first touchdown as a cowboy. And those Dallas receivers, yuck. Once again, um, a few big plays, but no consistency at all. So definitely worried about them. But again, I think as a unit, they're not going to do much for fantasy on an individual pace, but I think as a unit, they're going to pick it up here moving forward uh, to help Dak out on the Houston side, DeAndre Hopkins beasting once again. Nine catches, 151 yards on 13 targets. He's an absolute animal. Uh, Deshaun Watson had a great game, 33 for 44, 375, a touchdown touchdown and a pick and he had 10 carries for 40 yards he should have had a couple of touchdowns around the goal line he actually went to rush in for a touchdown three different times on three different drives and credit to the Dallas defense they actually stopped him on like the you know one two and three yard line on three different drives so shout out to to uh, the Cowboys but um This is a good sign for Watson owners that he is willing to run. He looks totally healthy. His arm is good as ever. His legs look fine. He's not willing to um, dive in there for a touchdown. So Watson looks great moving forward. Kiki Q T had another nice game. Six catches, 51 yards, a touchdown on seven targets. And Alfred Blue stepped in for Lamar Miller, who uh, finally gave someone else a chance and sat out and Lamar and uh, Alfred Blue made a nice, uh, nice game, 137 total yards on 28 touches. So 64 on the ground, 73 through the air. I like Alfred Blue a lot if uh, Lamar Miller is going to sit out or the coaches just go away from him because he's terrible. Ryan Griffin, nice game at the tight end position. Six catches, 65 yards on uh, nine targets. Will Fuller. Had two catches, 15 yards on three targets, and Lamar Miller, again, did not play. Saints and Redskins, last game of the, uh, the day. This was Drew Brees' night, of course. Saints, no ball. Uh, the, sorry, excuse me. Washington, no ballers. Al Smith, 275 and a pick. He had a rushing touchdown. Chris Thompson, not much again. Only um, looks like 63 total yards. Um, he left the game with a rib injury. Adrian Peterson had... 42 total yards, but he also got sniped on the goal line by Chris Thompson and Capri Bibbs. He left with a sprained shoulder or a dislocated shoulder and a knee injury. Jordan Reed had just one catch for 21 yards. Jamison Crowder, 54, 55, excuse me, um, yards on just four catches with eight targets. And Paul Richardson had 50 yards on five targets. So the Washington Redskins just got outplayed the entire game and the Saints were stoked. For the Saints, the ballers, Drew Brees, I'll talk more about him to end this recap. Traquan Smith makes a great uh, rookie appearance here. Three catches, 111, two touchdowns on three targets. Great fill-in for Ted Ginn, looking to miss some time, and a wonderful uh, waiver pickup if you have Ted Ginn, for sure. He had a 62-yard touchdown, which was actually Drew Brees' um, record-breaking pass on the yardage, which I'll get to in a second. Mark Ingram returns as well. 16 carries, 53 yards, two touchdowns, two catches, 20 yards on three targets. First game back looked amazing and pretty much knocked Kamara out of this game. But Mark Ingram looked really great. Cam Meredith had easily his best game, five catches on five targets for 71 yards. Ben Watson, 30 yards on five, ca- uh, four catches. And Josh Hill, the other tight end, got the touchdown on 24 yards. Alvin Kamara um, had had a, a staller game for his standards for sure. Um, just 39 total Yards, 39 total yards on nine touches. Ingram dominated touches overall and got the goal line work, but I think this was game flow and eliminated him. I am not worried about Kamara moving forward. If you can at all buy Camara low right now, go do it immediately. Stop the podcast, go buy Camara low right now. Michael Thomas also had a low game on his standards, four catches, 74 yards on just five targets um but you know again they didn't really need him he did have a he did have a one the one catch he missed was a red zone opportunity that he could have had but it was actually a penalty so not worried about michael thomas moving forward he's still one of the best players in the nfl and a fantasy Taysom hill kind of the utility uh pseudo quarterback running back tight end hybrid um is an exciting player but sniped breeze of his potential 500th uh, TD pass on the on one of the late drives with the QB boot league. So not much from Taysom Hill. You're not playing him in fantasy, but just somebody to keep in mind, kind of a, uh, you know, Tebow-esque type play. And Ted Ginn did not play in this game. So Drew Brees, my man, one of my favorite players. I'll end the podcast on just some gush on Drew Brees. I've been super high on him the entire preseason. I love Drew Brees as a person, as a player, as a role model in this game. He does his business, stays quiet. He's not showboaty. He just fucking crushes. Year in and year out, he's had some really terrible teams and he's dealt with it. I love Drew Brees and uh, it was so great to see him shine in the limelight. He had an incredible game tonight too. He was only 201 yards away coming into this game, but he threw for 363 yards. He was 26 for 29, so he only had three incomplete incompletions and he had three touchdowns. He could have had 400 yards and four or five touchdowns easy, but the Saints basically you know, gave up here in the fourth quarter and let him kind of chill. And Drew Brees set the record officially for the most passing yards all time, passing Favre and Manning. And he sits on 499 career touchdown passes as well. Next week, he is for sure uh, going to get that. So he will be in the 500 touchdown club. He has the most yards um, all time. He also has the most completions all time, which he got. Uh, Just a couple weeks ago, so Drew Brees, a first-ballot Hall of Famer, Um, big fan. I just want to give some some fanboy to Drew Brees. Uh, I love him. It's been amazing watching him play in his career, and I still believe that the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And when they do, I think he's going to walk off into the sunset and um, shut it down. If the Saints don't win and Brees comes back, I could see him health wise playing another couple of seasons and getting up to another what twelve thousand yards over three seasons. So. He could get up to 80,000 passing yards, um, which would be absolutely astronomical. So shout out to Drew Brees, respect brother, and um, big up to the Saints. Last note here, the Bucks and the Bears were on a bye in week five. That'll do it for a week five we'll recap tomorrow. I will be sitting in for Daniel and filling you in on the news and notes from week five and looking ahead to the player updates affecting week six. Remember to email us your start, sit keep trade cut questions to TCK at gmail.com and DM us on Instagram at the candlestick kids with the hashtag TCKPod. Make sure to follow our IG stories throughout the weekends. Of course, where I'll be given game day updates. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck in week six. And for Daniel Stancato, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by.